Well, we got a revival at Asbury University. Let's get into it this week on Dropping Sunday. <laughs> that one was for you. A little warning next time would be great. Thanks. Hey, hey, welcome to Dropping Sunday. I'm one of your hosts, Seth. And I am your other host, Andrea. Uh, who has busted eardrums. If this is your first time around here, we're so excited to have you. Just a couple of notes. We're not here to get you saved. We're also not here to tick you off. Although either of those things could happen. Yes, and if they do, we'd want to know about it. Uh, you can join the conversation at Dropping Sunday on all the things. Hey, Andrea, loaded question. How's your heart? <laughs> I don't think you really want to know. No, okay, let's move <laughs> let's on. Let's just move right on. Oh my goodness gracious. Um, so I think I said it uh, already on, on the pod. This year has sucked. <laughs> this has been a rough um, year, it's man. Been, it's been a rough year. Yeah. Um, we are one... Uh, like one degree of separation uh, from five deaths so far this year. Um, yeah. And just a lot of other things that are going down. It's just been, it's just been a rough year, my guy. It's yeah. been bad. Yeah, my guy. <laughs> <And> <laughs> so, we, we are, this is the last Sunday of February. Yes. Um, we th- we thought yeah. that January was like the terms and conditions month, yeah, 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 you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that Opt February out. would Opt be <laughs> better. Uh, we were mistaken. Yes. Um, so here's hoping for March yeah. or at least the second quarter yeah. has got to start trending up, right? Um, maybe. That's I don't what know. I'm just, you know, maybe. I'm an eternal optimist, so I'm going to choose to believe that. I don't know. I feel like ever since uh, I feel like ever since Sam Smith uh, did a weird, you know, a sexy red pleather vest that I'm just sexy. Seeing. Did you did you enjoy the? Uh... I was he was attempted at being sexy. <laughs> I didn't personally find it attractive. Wow, uh, you know what I mean. I am afraid I do. I meant sex filled is what I meant. I didn't mean what like, you said was sexy. That's not what I meant. sexy Sam Smith is what you said. Okay, well, ever since then, I've just seen the devil everywhere. And- well, the devil's in the phone booth, dialing nine one one. Well, the church is on their knees and they're loading up the spiritual kind. All right, that's okay. enough of that. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> so uh, I'm I, first of all, I'm made of questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, are you? Yeah. Here's, I don't think that everybody remembers singspirations. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, I love a good singspiration. And I kind of wish they would come back. Because that's where you're going to hear songs like The Devil's in the Phone Book, dialing 911. Phone booth. Whatever, dog. <laughs> do you know what? Do you know? Do you know what I've been through today? <laughs> As a matter of fact, I do. <laughs> I know exactly what you've been through today. All right. Sorry. <clears throat> This sucks. Okay. <laughs> Edit. No, I'm not even. No, I'm no, leaving it leave all it in. All. We leave it all in. This is a very raw look at <laughs> Le- dropping Sunday. Dropping Sunday. You know what? I mean, uh, so there. I've seen a lot of things about how um, ever since this thing that happened um, on the Grammys, that mm-hmm. that all of a sudden now the world's in revival. And I just don't want to give Sam Smith credit for that. <laughs> no, absolutely <laughs> that's not. not why, that's not what's happening. You are not going to give sexy Sam Smith credit for that. <laughs> Can you stop? <laughs> no. Would you? No, <laughs> I didn't think so. 
There are so many jokes from downstairs before we came up that have to just hit the edit button and nope. they just don't come Cannot, out. We and we're just going to We can't say them. So, um, but there has been revival that's broken out at, at across across the country in, in, in colleges, yeah. high schools, things like that. Kind of started off February 8th, Asbury University. Mm-hmm. Tell me everything about it. <laughs> I got to get coffee. <laughs> Well, uh, so from from what I understand, uh, it was, like you said, February 8th, um, a regular chapel service. Regular old chapel service. And students just stayed. They came to the end of the chapel service mm-hmm. and students just stayed. Just kept they worshiping. stayed in an attitude of worship and prayer and that just continued. Just nonstop. Nonstop, like twenty four hours a day. It's kind of awesome. Yeah. What hesitation? Well, <clears throat> and I, I told you yeah. oh, that you we were, were gonna we were oh, gonna talk about this. Okay, you've got hot takes. I like. And it. I, I just said that I might get a little. Yeah. Uh, what did I say? Like a little hot, a little heated about yeah, it. Sure. Sexy. A little <laughs> sexy. <laughs> nope. Oh, eh. Pull up. Um. <clears throat> so here, here's the first thing for a little bit of background on me personally yeah um so i moved to south mississippi when i was 10 i moved in um like april of 1994 okay and where we moved to um was roughly 90 miles an hour and a half from town called pensacola florida sure and about a year later uh, father's day of 1995 Uh there was a revival that broke out yeah at Brownsville Assembly of God, uh, Assembly of God Church, yes, not university. Nope. And to say that it was an incredible move is a little bit of an understatement. Sure. Father's Day of 1995, and right. for several years, I couldn't tell you exactly how many years, but for several years, five years, roughly, <laughs> they were having service. Sorry, uh, note for the audio. I just held up five yeah. fingers because that's kind of like the timeline was usually right around 2000. It's kind of when they say, eh. yeah. It's when, people, it's when people started to move on. They did. As far as leadership goes. Um, well, that's when that's when things started to kind of fall apart, yeah. I think uh, you could say. Well, yeah, yeah. I was trying to be nice. But I know, ahead. but I'm here for heated takes. Yeah, and there you go. So uh, heated takes, hot takes. Hot takes. Hot takes. Yep, 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 yep. Um, so for roughly five years, they they were having service every night. Uh, I I think six six nights a week. I think they did have one night off yeah. a week because that's that's a lot. That's if you've lot. ever been involved in any kind of do one church service, one, yeah, it's it's just just a lot, and it was incredible. And I only knew about it because mm-hmm. of Hosanna Records uh, revival <laughs> at Brownsville album, which this album Still came slaps. from. <laughs> Look, yeah, it does. Some of them. Some of them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that song came from, that's why I played it. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. So w- we started going from our church, taking groups of people from our church, taking vans and buses over there um, almost immediately after it that's started. That's awesome. So I, I, I've, so I was 11 when this started happening, and I very vividly remember um, multiple times going and we almost always had to sit in the overflow because there were, when I tell you there were lines, people waiting, thousands of people waiting to get in. And they had multiple overflow sections and, and rooms where you could uh, 
watch the service on a big screen. They were, you know, streaming it to other rooms and every room and facility they had was packed. Yeah. And I remember vividly being in those overflow rooms and sleeping on the chairs. Sure. Because I was 11. Yeah. And, you know, I was, I knew what was happening. I was raised in a pastor's home. I was not uh, immune to any of it. Um, and you know, I was, my, my mom and I were discussing this week talking about Asbury and Brownsville and all of that. And the, the truth is you can't deny, um, I, obviously I have not been to Asbury. We've discussed taking a field trip up there for, for the pod, but, um, for Brownsville, I was there and I witnessed and I saw things that I cannot deny were supernatural. I mean, I saw miracles. I saw people getting uh, saved miraculously and just the power of God moving. I saw people, there were people um, that were so overcome when they would walk into the room that they would shake, their heads would shake the entire time. For hours, they would just sit there and shake. You can't do that under your own power for hours. Yeah. I mean, there... I I get you. You know what I'm saying? There just, there were manifestations... So that was Father's Day of 95 that Revival broke out. Uh, roughly 2000, um, there was, they had started a school of mm-hmm. ministry and there was a split yeah. that happened. Um, my dad started teaching. He yeah. was an adjunct professor at the school of ministry, Brownsville School of Ministry. And Dr. Michael Brown was... Was already gone. Already dad, gone by that time. Yes. Okay. Um, Kirkpatrick was still there? Yes. Kilpatrick. Kilpatrick. I, that's what I said. Kilpatrick yeah. was still uh, there. John okay. Kilpatrick was still there. Steve Hill was not there all the time. Yeah. He was. He would still come. Yeah. Um, uh, Richard Crisco, who was the youth pastor, um, moved into the school leadership position. Okay. Um, Lyndall Cooley was still there, but he was kind of on his way out. Yeah. He was, he he was, was about ready, to plan a church. About to plan yeah. a church. Yeah. Um, and so that there was a split, and Michael Brown created fire school of ministry. And then you had Brownsville revival school of ministry in 2002. I graduated from high school and I went to BRSM. I went to Brownsville revival school of ministry um, as a student. I understand that I am looking at all of these things through a very specific lens. Yeah. And I want to be clear that that skepticism is not the right word. That's too harsh of a word for okay. what I am. I don't. Yeah. I don't want to say that I'm. I'm a healthy skeptic or anything like that. I think uh, hesitant is closer. But even that is not. I'm. I don't want to sound like I'm denying that there's a move of God okay. because I don't know. First of all, okay, I haven't been there. Um, I do believe that there was a move of God at Brownsville. Okay. My question is when these things happen, and this is not a question, this is not, this is a rhetorical question. I'm going to answer all. it. I mean, you know, who, I, who are you talking to? I know, I'm going to answer don't, it. I, because I don't, I want you to know that I don't need you to answer it. I, I understand. Okay. But, I mean, <clears throat> but it's a podcast where we have a conversation. So I know. We'll, we'll see what happens. But Because um, I still don't know what question you're about to ask. I know, but I do. <laughs> and I'm kind of nervous. <laughs> and I just want you to know. That Please don't answer this. I, I don't got need you, you to I answer understand. this. I got you. Um, w- when there's a move like this, and because I, d- I did watch Brownsville fall apart. Yeah. And I went to school there for two years and I graduated in 2004. And now here I am 
almost 20 years later, yeah. 19 years after I graduated from sure. Brownsville. And I'm friends with people on Facebook and social media that I went to school with at Brownsville. Mm-hmm. I'm a part of a Facebook group uh, full of graduates. Yeah. And when I tell you that easily 50% of the ones that I'm still friends with are either hardcore struggling with their faith sure, or have left the faith completely. Uh-huh. And let me tell you something. That's not the purpose that God has for a revival, for a move of God. Yeah. That's not, sure. that's not what he was going for. Yeah. And so I, I had this, I was on the phone with my mom today at work and we were talking about it and I got a little heated and I felt bad for my coworker who <laughs> probably has absolutely no idea. <laughs> what is she talking about? Cause I said, here's the thing. I know that when, when a revival breaks out and we can talk about what revival is, what it isn't. I, I mean, that, listen to a Christianese episode. I it's just, it, I mean, it, it's yeah. kind of, it's just kind of one of those words. It's a word that gets thrown around yep, a lot. Sure. Um, you know, when I was growing up, we would have, we'd have planned revivals, you know, yeah, where you'd exactly. have a five nights where a, yeah. an evangelist was coming in and you were having a Correct. planned revival. Yeah. Um, and we can talk about what it is, what it isn't, we can, whatever. But here's what I said. I know that, um, God wants us to experience his presence mm-hmm. this side of heaven. I do believe that. Yeah. And I do believe that he sends his spirit and he allows his spirit to fall in places where we get to spend time experiencing that yeah. and experiencing the feeling of love, the feeling of acceptance, belonging, whatever it is that you need from his presence. Mm-hmm. I do believe that. I also know that when we get to heaven, 24 hours a day that well, first of all, there will not be 24 hours a day. We will spend eternity mm-hmm. around the throne worshiping. Yeah. But right now we're still on this earth okay. and we're still on a planet surrounded by people who don't know who Jesus is. Okay. And I just, I am not sure that God's plan when he sends his spirit like to a Brownsville or to an Asbury or to a Toronto or to where all of these places mm-hmm. is that his end goal is for us just to stay within those four walls. Mm, okay. 24 hours a day. Yeah. For however long and just stay there. I think, I believe that he he gives us that he gives us that experience to then take it with us sure and to take it out of those four walls because okay. i think that we still have a great commission that was given to us um by jesus before he left this planet yeah to say to tell telling us to go yeah and you know at, at brownsville i watch people flock there even when I was there in, from 2002 to 2004, they were having a Thursday night prayer service, a Friday night revival service, and then Sunday services, Sunday yeah. morning and Sunday night, I believe. That was all they were having at that point. Okay. In Friday nights, they would ask every week, how many of you, this is your first time to come to Brownsville? And without fail, there was anywhere from 10 to 50 people who would raise their hand. So there were still people coming to that place. Yeah that had never been there to experience what they had been hearing about. Sure. So, 
I watched people flock to that place because they wanted an experience. Yeah. They wanted a feeling. They wanted a whatever it was. They wanted a word. A lot of people wanted went, a word because they wanted a word. They wanted Steve Hill or someone else, another speaker or John Kilpatrick to prophesy over them. Right. And that's what they were seeking. Right. And I just think that somewhere along the way, we've we've lost the purpose. Yeah. Okay. So a couple of things. Okay. One, I could not agree with you anymore. Like I am 100% with you that the purpose of revival is not to stay put inside four walls. Yeah. Um, an outpouring is meant to fill you up and overfill you yeah. so that you pour into other people. Yeah. Okay. Um, however, when God shows up, the natural inclination for people who love him is to go try to be in his presence. Okay. Okay. Like. Okay. Uh, so I, I think for you to say that, for you to say people who love him, it, there's a, there's a part of me that's going, I love him. I don't have any inclination to go to Asbury because I can experience him I, here. Yes. So, so you're also <laughs> at a level in your uh, Christian walk where you know how to experience God's presence without going and being a part and seeing signs and wonders and blah, blah, blah. Right. You understand the whole, like, um, you know, blessed are you because you didn't see yet You still believed, right? Like you mm -hmm. understand, you, you understand that part of the scripture as well. So not everybody does. Some people just like, man, I just like to be a part of it and be, mm -hmm. be, and, and see the power of God move. And I don't see that there's anything wrong with that. I agree. I don't, I don't, but it's not meant to stay, it's not meant to stay there. Yeah. So I did get a chance to watch the last, I don't know, maybe five to 10 minutes of the sermon that happened for that chapel service before mm -hmm. all of this happened. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I think it was really telling because it's just, you know, it's just, I don't even know who it was. Like uh, I could tell you what he looked like, you know, glasses, brown hair, that whole thing. But, um, he was, he was talking about how you need to go love people, but you can't do that until you've experienced God's love. Okay. Right. Mm -hmm. And so the message that led into all of this is you, you need to experience God's love so you can love. Mm -hmm. And what we've seen from a lot of the things that have happened, um, even in in the revival services, just like radical generosity, yeah, signs and wonders and gifts. And now they've gotten to a point where they've even shut the doors down to visitors. Mm -hmm. Like you have to be, uh, other than like the like school leadership who's there to help kind of navigate these things. Um, it's you have to be between the ages of like 18 and 25 to like mm. be in the building. Um, and, and because they want to have it be not a spectator thing, mm -hmm. but to actually have people who are interested in being there to worship. Yeah. Um, there's one, one of my, uh, one of my, my sayings for this year is momentum is messy. Like mm -hmm. it's, it's hard to like keep things clean if they're going in a good direction. It's just, it's just going to get messy. And so you kind of have to go with it. And so this is, this has been messy. Um, I will tell you that what I have seen from this and what, what we can tell that is happening is that it's not just happening there in Kentucky at Asbury university, mm -hmm. that other people are catching the spark of man. I, I want that too. I want to experience God where we're at. Mm -hmm. How do we go after God where we are? 
And in the age of social media, literally a TikTok video can inspire people to have a prayer meeting where God shows up. Mm. And that's pretty cool. Yeah. My alma mater, uh, Lee University, they had chapel service one day, and then it went on for a week. <laughs> where they literally were just like, okay, listen, this is what's happening. And the president came on, like sent me an email because as, as an alumni, president said, hey, I'm not calling this revival because I don't know what that word mm-hmm. really means, um, which is yeah. fair. He didn't say it that way, but I think <clears throat> it's, you know, he's like, pe- people are calling this revival. What we are seeing is people energized to experience God's presence. Mm-hmm. And so we're doing things to uh, make sure that people are taken care of, make sure that people are, um, they have good counsel, make sure that we have, you know, you're, you're at a Christian university with doctors of theology mm-hmm. helping lead people into the presence. Of, right. It, that's way better than just some knucklehead that doesn't, you know, just like yeah. I, I volunteered in daycare once and now I'm a pastor, you know I mean? Which let's be honest, there's some pastors <laughs> out like that out there. Um, and so I, I see that there's, uh, that there's been a desire that's spread through social media. And this is the first time I've ever seen like revival spread from social media, mm. which is kind of crazy. Yeah. Like that's kind of insane. Um, and, and in a great way, like the great kind of crazy. So I agree with you. If people just show up to consume and mm-hmm. not realize that the whole purpose is God pours into you so you can pour into other people, right. then you're missing the point of revival is bringing dead things back to life. Yeah. It's not so that they can stay in the tomb. It's not so that they can just sit there. It's not so that they can just bask in the aliveness. It's so they can go to do something. Yeah. You're not just revived from death, you're revived to life. Mm-hmm. So get back to living. Yeah. And so if you're just sitting there, then then yeah. Um I, I'm I'm sure that with the size of it and how many people are coming in, you're talking about like 20,000 people over the weekend in a town that's only got 5,000 people in it. Mm-hmm. Literally, there's signs, uh, like the road signs, like the orange lo- road sign that says revival service is full. Mm-hmm. Like join 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 the services asbury.edu you know yeah. you can kind of watch them there so i agree with you i, I don't think that what you said is such a hot take <laughs> i i well, think I there's a purpose to revival yeah i i just okay. don't i don't want people to think that i'm saying that it's not god i don't know i i don't know that it is or isn't okay so let me i i, <laughs> I got my bible out because oh, it's no. a Christian, it's a Christian podcast by, by Christians for Christians. But like you said, you don't have to be believed them along. This is in Acts chapter five. There's a rabbi called uh, Gamaliel, Gamaliel, and uh, he's talking about this new movement that's happening with uh, with these followers of the way. Okay, and this is what he says. This is Acts chapter five. Uh, verse 28 says, so in the present case, I tell you, keep away from these men and let them alone. For if this plan or undertaking is of man, it will fail. But if it is of God, you will not be able to overthrow them. You might even be found opposing God, is what he says. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of love that idea of like, I don't want to oppose God and call it fake whenever he might be doing something. Right. And so because of that, if it's not of God, it's going to fail. It's going to fall apart. Mm -hmm. If this is man-made, it will fall apart because that's the, that's the, that's the grace that God gives is yeah. that he lets things fall apart that he he's not a part of. Yeah. Um, and so let's just hope that there's, let's just hope that there's enough leadership and wisdom to make sure that it sticks 
because the reason that things fall apart is because somebody doesn't go, hey, guys, there's a reason for this. Yeah. It's not just so that you can watch gold dust fall. That's yeah. not it. Like, That's not it. Please don't be here for signs and wonders. It's not it, guys. You know, I mean, yeah. So, you know, I, one of the things I said today on the phone with my mom was, was that when you when you have um when you have a cistern or a a jar when you have a receptacle <laughs> yeah for water um cistern cistern i said I was, that i i thought you said sister and i'm like okay i'm with you cistern a, a female sibling got it um when you have so for instance <laughs> trying to figure out the best way to say this well, just jump on it, it and we can always without it, it coming across wrong um so for instance i i have a yeti i have a couple of yetis i have one that is for wow. coffee <laughs> weird flex bro weird flex i actually have three now but whatever wow they were, they were all given to me i did not buy a single one of them golly I mean, how many stanley cups do you have none see nerd yeah. gosh none. you're such a nerd i know i'm not one of the cool kids um so I have one that's for water and I have okay. one that's for coffee. Wow. Okay. Because it doesn't matter. Like it doesn't, sometimes it doesn't matter how many times you wash it. This is, has nothing to do with what I'm trying to say. It doesn't matter how many times you wash it. The one that you put coffee in all the time. Always takes like always coffee. Always going to taste like coffee. Yeah. So I have one for coffee and one for water. Sure. And <clears throat> the one that I put water in, you would think I'm just putting water in it. Yeah. So I should just be able to always just add more water. You know, I may not drink it all, but I if even if there's just a little bit left, I'm just going to add more water. I don't do that. No. You know, no, water why? gets stale because water gets stale yeah. and water gets gross. Yeah. And because it's not meant to just sit there. Yeah. And so when you're when you're being filled up, even if what you're putting in is good. Yeah. If you let it just sit there, it's going to mold. It's going to mildew. It's going to start growing things. It's going to get gross and yeah. stale. That's good. Even if you put more good stuff on top of it, it's going to get gross. Yeah. And that's not, that's not what we're meant to do. And I think, I think because, um, and I don't want to get emotional about it, but I think because of my experience and I had two years at school and I look, I look back and I see all of these people that were in leadership positions within the school. They were student leaders. They were on worship teams, they were doing this. And now I see them on social media and they don't love the Lord. Right. They don't. Yeah. And they had two years at a place that was known for the presence of God. Yeah. And now 19 years later, what are they doing? And I want to, I just want people to understand my heart. I, I, I don't want to say that that's not um, that God doesn't do that or that we're not supposed to experience that. Although there's a part of me that does, I, I've become probably more cynical yeah. in my older age, and I've become more um, maybe hardened. I don't. I don't. Th I think my heart is still soft, but I just am very just hesitant. Is a good word. I'm just like okay. I want to test it for myself. And, but what I, what I want to everyone to know when you're listening is that you can experience a personal revival. Yeah. You don't have to travel to Kentucky. You don't have to travel to Lee. You don't have to travel to all these places. You right where you are right now, you can experience the, 
everything. This is something my dad has said over and over and over again. We've gotten in arguments about songs that say I need more of Jesus or I want more of you and things like that. Because he's like, everything that we want from God is already at our disposal. Yeah. And it is. We have the fullness available to us. We don't always partake. Yeah. And sometimes, and listen, I'm telling you, he and I have had many arguments because he would tell you right now, don't sing that song. Don't say those words. Don't say that out loud. And I'm, but sometimes I need to remind myself, I need more of God. I need more of his spirit. And it's a, it, anyway. But I'm just telling you, if you're looking for revival, (laughs) everything that you want and need from God is available to you and is at your disposal right now yeah. that is what he has done for us yeah. i know also, also <laughs> by Lindell. Okay. I, what i want to know is yeah. um is mercy seat on there no can no. we can we play a little bit of mercy seat do we have i mean is that even available i don't know i mean i might it might have to be a youtube situation but we could probably find it because Listen, they closed every, 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 yeah, every service for years. They sang the song Mercy Seat at the end of service. And I watched hundreds of people run to the altar. Sure. That's uh, Vicky Yohe's version. Okay, there it is. So, um, okay, can I just, I'm going to challenge you on something. Sure. Sometimes you need a spark. Absolutely. Sometimes just life gets to the point where you're so dry, you've done everything you can, you've cried every tear, you've called out to God, you've read the entire Bible, and you just need a spark to get going. And that's when services like this are beneficial Yeah, to help kind of bring you back. There's also times whenever you're so lost and you're so far away and you haven't cried in so long and you haven't even tried to be in his presence and those things can just snap you back and bring you back in. And so there is value there in in services like this and experiences like this, there's value that happens there. Um, the value is not in the experience. It's in what the experience leads you to. And sure. I think that people worship the experience mm-hmm. as opposed to the God of the experience. Yeah. Um, they worship the creation instead of the creator. And, yeah. and, and I think that that's the problem is that we get so wound up in saying, well, my experience with God was this. And so God has to function like this every time. And so if he's not doing this thing, then, um, then, then it must not be God. And what you've done is that you've made your experience with God mm-hmm. an idol that you worship instead of God himself. Right. Because God can't be put in a box. No. He He can do whatever he wants. He is God all by himself. He doesn't mm-hmm. need you. Like he just doesn't, you, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Not. I'm not yelling at you. I'm saying he doesn't need one person. You know, one. he doesn't need you, Andre. He doesn't need you either, <laughs> Seth. Um, and so, so I think that that's probably the, 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 
the warning that people want to give mm-hmm. is, um, well, that doesn't seem right. That didn't feel right. It, you know, maybe mm-hmm. that's whatever it's dude. It's not for us to decide yeah. because it's God doing the work. And if it's God doing the work, it's good. And when man gets in the way, it turns bad. But if we worship the experience, then we're not worshiping God. We're right. idolizing things. It's I've said it before. If you take any one aspect of God and you worship it as God, you've made that aspect of God an idol. God is love, but love is not God, right? God is love. Love is not mm-hmm. God, right? God is just, but justice is singing, not God. I was singing the song in my head. Okay. <laughs> Which song was that? Um, it's the scripture song. Beloved, let yeah. us love, love one, one another. another. There we go. For love is of God, and, and everyone who loveth is born of God, God. Okay. and knoweth God. And he that loveth not, knoweth not God. For God right. is love. Yeah, you're doing it like old school King James version, though. I didn't Beloved. do it. We didn't do the uh, the knoweth not. We didn't do it. Well, First okay. John 4, 7, seven and, and eight. 8. That's right. First John 4, 7 and 8. Okay, so uh, <laughs> so there's that. So yeah. um, speaking, yeah. speaking of uh, just us jumping into different songs and mm-hmm. maybe not having a plan for it, <laughs> you sent me a video. Should I play this video now? I, I think you should. Okay. Um, this is... Let me let me read the caption. Okay. So this is from uh, Worship Leader Probs. Love it on Instagram. So great. And uh, the worship leader, it's it's a like a little. This is the thought the worship leader had. Uh, maybe I th- I should think through my ad lib. Nah, I'm good. And then he gets in service, and this happens. yeah that's pretty great i'm not mad at that at all actually that's pretty wonderful uh yeah so a friend sent that to me today and i i laughed right out loud (laughs) it took me a second i was like wait what wait that's awesome what that was that was fantastic um well, you sent me one other video and you I, told me not to watch it. I so did. So I haven't watched it. So, so let me let me set this up a little bit. Okay. So I um I was on Twitter this past week and I started seeing all this stuff about a pastor who said some really dumb things, which okay. we all know happens occasionally. Um and this this is great since we just got done talking about um first John four, seven and eight about yeah. Uh, beloved, let us love one another. Perfect. Um, but this goes a little bit in a wrong direction. This is uh, Pastor Jonathan. Do we even want to name him? Uh, it's all over Twitter. So. Okay, might as well. Uh, so this is Pastor Jonathan. He's a mega church pastor, of course. Jonathan Pakluda. Okay, sure. When Monica and I got married, uh, I don't like it already. already pause it. Pause it. No. <laughs> pause it. Pause it. I don't like it. Don't don't do this. I don't know where this is going, but I don't like it. Nope. I, is, you shouldn't. Uh, is this going to be like a pastor? What's Judah? What's his last name? Judah. Who's that pastor? Smith? Judah Smith. When he was talking about him and his wife, whenever they're apart from each other, what happens? No. Look that up. Okay. Uh, here we go. Or don't. <laughs> don't look that up. Here we go. Monica and I got married 18 years ago. We lived in her, moved into her little apartment and she went out of town for a weekend to see a friend and I had a friend coming through town from college, a buddy from college, and so he says, hey, do you want to grab dinner? And so he and I went to dinner. We're catching up over chips and queso, having a great time. Also, pause real quick. And this woman... He tells stories like I do. (laughs) 
Way more detailed than way more detailed. Way like, more detailed. It was a white cheddar queso. Queso we, blanco uh, for you uh, gringos out there. Here, here we go. Walked up to us, and and she was perfect, physically beautiful. Everything was in the right place. Stop! Stop! <clears throat> We're in church. What are you doing? He is preaching yes. on stage. Well, I mean, okay, fine. She turns to me. And says, can I buy you a drink? And I say, oh, I'm married. Like that. And she says, well, is she here? Because I don't care. And I hardly know any Bible, but I know Proverbs 5, 6, and 7. The only thing, the saving grace in that situation is I looked at that woman and I thought, oh, she hates me. She doesn't love me. She wants my wife to hate me. And she wants my in-laws to hate me. And she wants my parents to hate me. And she wants my unborn children to hate me. For, for just, you know, a few minutes of ecstasy, she wants to take my life and burn it to the ground. And that thought was God's saving grace in a moment. When Monica and I... Okay. So for those of you who, who don't know what Proverbs 5 says right off the top of your, top of your head, um, uh, verses 3 and 4 says, For the lips of an immoral woman are as sweet as honey, and her mouth is smoother than oil. But in the end, she is as, a bitter, uh, as, she is as bitter as poison, as dangerous as a double-edged sword. Um, going on in verse 5, Her feet go down uh, to death, her steps lead straight to the grave. Uh, she cares nothing about the path to life. She staggers down a crooked trail and doesn't realize it. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think about that clip that I just made you watch? Um, I mean, one, it's just oogie. Like, it's very for, oogie. First of all, it's, it's oogie to tell the story, but I also kind of understand what he's saying a, a bit, is that like... Mm. I kind of, I feel like I'm being set up. (laughs) Well, you tell me what I feel about it. Let me tell you what you should think. No, no. So it it did. Okay. So here's the, here's the thing. Yeah. Um, he probably for one thing, for one thing, Yeah. he was setting that woman up. We don't know who she is. She didn't know him from Adam. She was a complete stranger. And he's like, oh, she hates me. She hates my wife. She hates, she wants my wife to hate me. She wants, no, she doesn't. If, if that actually happened. Okay. First of for, all. First of all, that, that's, that's a good point. I think that what he's saying is, is that he had to come to the realization that the spirit inside of her trying to tempt the, the already perverted spirit inside of him, mm-hmm. which is, is, it just is what it is um, saying, oh, wait, that hates me. Like the enemy hates me. Sure. And, and understanding that whatever, what did he say? A few minutes of ecstasy. Yeah. Gross. Okay. Uh, don't say that from stage. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying a few minutes ecstasy isn't, isn't great, but I'm just saying it's like Bruno. We don't talk about it. Yeah. We do <laughs> just, not. So, you know, I understand what he's saying. Like he needed to understand, like my wife would hate me. My in-laws would hate me. My future children would hate me. All the, everything kind of hinges on this moment. And Mm -hmm. I have to understand that that's hatred for me. That's not good for me. That's Mm -hmm. not because she loves me or is even attracted to me or wants anything good for me. Even if she thinks that it'll be good for me, it's really not good for me. So that's hatred for me. Does that Mm -hmm. make sense? Like I I understand what he's saying, but it's just oogie the way that he said it. Yeah. 
And now tell me how I'm supposed to feel about it. So here's the thing. You I I don't disagree with what you just said. And um I understand where he was trying. Maybe maybe trying. I understand where he was trying to come from. Um here here are a few here are a few issues. Okay. Yeah. Um so a lot of the social media outrage that this inspired um was from women. Yeah, okay. Because here's the here's the thing that was very objectifying yes. for women. Yeah. In in general, he's talking about one woman, but he's talking about her perfect body. She was perfect. She was physically beautiful. She was so here's the thing. We get enough of that in the world. Okay. You know, I don't need I don't need a preacher to stand up on stage and again Talk about a perfect, beautiful, physically perfect woman. Yeah, okay. I don't need that. Yeah, and, and again, I, I agree. Ooh. And I don't think that men need that either. I, I I am not sure that that story, again, if it actually happened that way, which I have some doubts. Um, well, I mean, he does get into, he does tell Andrea's story. So there's lots of details there. And sometimes, of- I bet you there's probably, uh, he may be going... Uh, Maybe going with the old Johnson family crest. Uh, uh, if there is a Johnson family crest, it does say in Latin, don't let the facts get in the way of a good story. Uh-huh. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? So yeah. <laughs> uh, he could have easily told this story in, in another way. When my wife and I first got married, she went out of town. A buddy came through town. Me and him decided we were going to go to dinner. So we're sitting at dinner and a lady comes over to me and asked me if I want to buy a drink, mm-hmm. if, if, if she could buy me a drink. And I said, no, I'm married. And she said, well, I don't see her here and I don't care. If you don't care, I don't care. And then I realized, man, that's not good. Like, and I feel, I feel like yeah. that's not because she loves me. It's not because she wants me. It's because she, she there's a hatred there. Like this, the enemy hates me mm-hmm. and everyone else will hate me if I follow through with this and understanding this, I can see like that story yeah. way more acceptable yeah. than we got a smoke show that came over. She was rocking bod. We, I'm talking about, I'm talking <laughs> Everything about Sir, in the right place. Sir mix a lot comes in and says, <laughs> uh, 34, 24. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> Well, you just threw up a little. I Are did. you okay? I got, a little, I got, I gagged a little 36, bit. 36, 24, 36. I just, I, I think, and some of it is the way he told the story. Yeah. The, the, the inflection in yeah, his yeah, voice. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I just, I think that, um, here, here's my issue with this and with a lot of preachers these days. And you notice I didn't say pastors because there's a little bit of a difference. I, I get it. Preachers that they are trying real hard for the sensationalized. You know, I've got to I've got to tell a story a certain way. Got to get my tone. Okay, just now I just right. feel attacked. Now I, I feel attacked. Listen, stop I, attacking me. Well, and I. You. Because you've called me out for the affectation of my voice when I get up and start preaching. <laughs> that, that it sounds different. And yeah. part part of that's because you've spent a lot of hours just have, listening to my I have heard stupid you, voice. I've heard your um I have heard your preacher voice turn on. Yeah. But it, and it's not but you don't sound like him. He was like Yeah. She was perfect. Yeah, no, I understand. I do everything was I in do right get place. I do get that the number one comment that's on here is it's me. Hi, I'm the problem, it's me. And it's yeah. a female. So I get it. Um yeah. I mean, let's stop objectifying women in general, uh, but also, like, 
I do understand the message that he's trying to present. Mm. He just did it in a bad way. He did it in a bad and way. And he did it in a way that perpetuates toxic masculinity. Mm-hmm. Can I tell you something? I'm yeah. reading a book right now that is like a like a Bible book. Like it's it's like a devotion, like not necessarily a devotion book, mm-hmm. but it's supposed to be for like, um, you know, one of these Christian help books or whatever. Okay. And it's about masculine, like being masculine. And I'm reading it and I'm like, this book also, the one that I'm being told to read because it's supposed to like bring me closer to Jesus is also perpetuating toxic masculinity. It's like, you're not a man unless you carry a pocket knife. It's like, well... <laughs> I'm a, I'm a man because I provide for my family and I can't carry a pocket knife because I do that by getting on a plane and going, you know, going across the country. And well, if you're not with your family all the time, then you're not a man. Well, I'm with my family probably more than most people who work in eight to five because mm-hmm. I actually get to like be at home when my kids are home. So, I mean, that's kind of yeah. cool. Um, other than just a couple of days a week, I have to like be gone. And then we, I still do homework over face. But no, if you're not, if you're not there for your wife, making love to her every night. And it's like, well, everybody, can you just calm down? Like, that's just not the way that like, also, marriage works none of your work. business well i mean listen if it was high five you know like good job buddy <laughs> good for you but what i'm saying is like in general like it's it's very much like if you don't go hunting in the woods like like bro i don't like to hunt can i tell you why because i don't you have to be quiet and I, that's really hard for you it's not that it's that please don't make me be alone with my own thoughts it doesn't go it doesn't go well for me i go to a dark place <laughs> Listen, it's really hard for you to be quiet. It's, I mean, that's accurate. I'm just saying. It's just, but yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, um, oh, th- thanks for that. I, I think that that, uh, I think that the, the the response from all the women on here were, was probably just being over emotional. Let's get into the B. Oh, no, not the bees. Not the bees. Women are so emotional, says man whose entire mood hinges on performance of favorite sports ball team. Sports ball. <laughs> it's a sports ball team. Uh, it's a pitchers and catchers report. We are in spring training. I'm very happy about uh, mm-hmm. about baseball season coming back. Uh, and so that that's exciting times. Uh, but yeah, I, I do like that men always try to say that like women are over, again, perpetuating this toxic masculinity, mm-hmm. over emotional. And then you watch them like watch one sports ball game. And it's, mm. it's just, I've, I've thrown things at a television before. Have you? Yeah. Uh, over sports ball and also like over video games. I've, I might've thrown a controller in my younger days, um, and had to like, uh, buy a new controller yeah. and, uh, and f- fix damage to a wall. I've, I'm, I'm talking about way long time ago. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple weeks ago. Yeah. That's why I don't play video games that much anymore. <laughs> Listen, you know what I used to get really mad about when I was a kid? When my hair wouldn't do what I wanted it to do. Oh, I had yeah? a very specific... Would you just like scream at your hair in the Oh, mirror? my gosh. Yeah. I would just be like, what? And I would kind of pull yeah. on it. And yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm only hurting myself. That's yeah. dumb. I need to stop that. Yeah, that's because you're over-emotional. Uh, clearly. Oh, no, not the beast! Not the beast! Ah! All right. Well, now that I've made an enemy of everybody, because uh, <laughs> uh, I actually understood what the guy was trying to say, which I guess yeah. speaks more to my, you know being screwed upness than anything else. <laughs> um, I feel like I'm setting myself up once again. Andrea, once again. what's your not for me? You know, you know, my not for me is um, it's really myself this week. Because- Same. That's a show. <laughs> okay. what's up? Because here's the thing. Yeah. When I'm driving and my 
low fuel light dings. Mm. When the bell has uh, been dunged, yeah, as we say in my house, um, I should I know <laughs> it doesn't make sense. I'm not saying it makes sense. <laughs> okay. The bell has dunged is what we say instead of dinged. Okay, D- you know dung is fecal matter. I right? do know that. Okay, is. so that's like, but we're not saying dung. We're saying dunged. Yeah, no, I understand. So that is a verb of pooped. Like so, yeah. Y- yeah. So the bell has poop in it. Sure. Okay. Um, when that happens, I know I made a poop joke. You didn't, and I'm just moving right along past it. I know it was smooth. That move. I need <laughs> so late. Okay, the I, bell the bell is dunged. The bell is dunged. I I am lo- I need to stop and get gasoline for my car. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. Yeah. If I'm driving home and I'm like, you know, I can make it home. Sure. I'll get gas in the morning. Oh, that's not going to happen. <laughs> that's you telling that's, future self, hey, uh, I'm going to give you a responsibility that you're going to forget about and you're going to curse me out tomorrow morning. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. That I, that I did that this week. I, I did that. That I did that. That I did this week. Here's the thing. Last week, future Andrea was super happy yeah. with uh, past Andrea because I woke up. Uh, I was working from home and I woke up and the first thing I did was put clean sheets on my bed. Ooh, okay. Which I just, I was like, you know what? I've got a set right here that are clean. I'm yes, going to put them on. I love clean and sheets. when I got, I was driving home from a meeting that night and okay. I went, I've got clean I've sheets. I've got clean sheets. Yeah. And I was like, Way morning, to go, Andrea, Pat. you are just, uh, future Andrea, yeah. nighttime Andrea was super thankful. Yeah. Um, morning Andrea uh, this morning yeah. was not super happy with nighttime Andrea last night. Yeah, repay the repay the favor. Because nighttime Andrea said, you can get gas in the morning. It'll yeah. be fine. It'll be fine. It wasn't fine. It was not fine. Also, it was freaking cold. Yeah, it was cold. It's been so cold. anyway, that's my not for me this that's week. That's great. That's a great. What is me. yours? The fact that... a terrible person terrible person that's a show (laughs) but listen our thoughts and opinions on uh revival or toxic masculinity or uh bad ad libs or um past entria not filling up the gas tank listen um or whatever it is that i said that you definitely didn't hear um (laughs) And you don't want to know. Doesn't have to be the final word. Dear listener, we'd like to hear your thoughts and opinions about anything that we talked about today. How would someone do that? Absolutely. You can let us know what you think by reaching out to us on social media. We are at Dropping Sunday on Facebook and Instagram. Yes. Uh, I was literally about to do the top of the show when I said, yes. yes. This is podcast over <laughs> Um, every time you leave us a comment, it helps grow the show. That's, yep. how it, that's what it does. That's what it and does. And because of that, we pay for that advertisement we just don't pay you what we do <laughs> is that we uh pay a local uh nonprofit or charity absolutely so just help us grow the show tell a friend or a family member about this show send them a link to this episode or maybe a different one maybe you maybe you went back and listened to that christianese episode where we talk about what revival is supposed to that's be that's a good one um but whatever you do just just tell someone and then you know subscribe for next week yeah because we'll be back next week we will. And we're going to talk. I think next week we're going to do the next two episodes of The Chosen. And it's so good. Oh, you've seen it? You've oh, my seen gosh. It? Oh, okay, I'm so excited. Okay. I, almost, I almost mentioned something on this episode, but I'm like, no, I have to save it. Save it, save I it, save, save it. it. Until then, this is Seth. This is Andrea. And this is Dropping Sunday. Dropping Sunday.